Hey gorgeous, this is Way, the Who Am I podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot that you want to hear my story and my greatest hope is that something I say can resonate with you or help you or maybe make you feel like you're not alone. Um, if this is your first time, I highly suggest going and checking out my intro episode. It explains kind of what this is all about. But we're just going to get right into chapter 2, 4650 Oakwood Place. My name is Lindsay Means. I was born in La Habra, California on August 4th, 1985. I'm a Leo sun, an Aries moon, and a Sagittarius rising. Needless to say, I've always had a fiery personality. We grew up on in Riverside, California on Oakwood Place. And these were some of the best memories of my childhood. The house that we lived on was super cute, a little two-bedroom, hardwood floors, huge front yard with a giant pine tree in it, and a giant, giant, well, at least from what I remember, a giant backyard with over 30 fruit trees. We had a rose garden, huge grassy area, and a huge garden. And we raised bunnies and guinea pigs and we had dogs all the time or a dog buddy. And then we got Maddie. She was a border collie. And we had a cat named Mac. Those are like the best memories ever. And when I was three, my sister Kelsey was born and I was so excited to have a little sister. We got along so well and we played all the time and imagination was huge. We would play with our stuffed animals all the time. And my mom, she homeschooled us and I just remember having so much fun. And my mom did so well when we were little and she made it so much fun and we had friends in the neighborhood and yeah, it was just such a good time. And this was around that, like during this time, my dad was really awesome. He was present. He, um, made me feel wanted and loved. And uh, I'm so happy that I got to have those feelings. And he was very involved. We would go camping all the time, bike riding. We were super active. I remember one summer he read the Lord of the Rings trilogy to us and The Hobbit. And there was lots of laughter and good times. And Oakwood was great. Uh, we would go spend holidays with my our family in Long Beach. It was mainly on my mom's side. We didn't really ever go see my dad's side of the family much a couple times, I remember. Um, and looking back, I'm really sad that we didn't get to spend time with family because we were so close to them. And we only went like once or twice a year to go see my mom's side, grandma and grandpa and my cousins. And, um, but yeah, those were good times. So fast forward to when I was 11, dad got it in his head that he wanted to raise my sister and I on a farm. He, my mom was born in California in Long Beach and my dad lived in Orange County, but he went to school in Arc City, Kansas, and he lived with his mom there. So he had been in the, the that area, and so he just decided that he wanted to move. And I, I feel like I remember it was like a joke, like he opened the map and just like dip, you know, had his finger swirling up above it and then just planted it down somewhere, and it was in Oklahoma, and he was like, okay, cool, that's where we're moving. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's kind of something I remember. But anyways, we, they sold the house. We packed up a rider truck full of our stuff and 
It took us three days to get to Oklahoma. We ended up camping for three days because dad didn't have a plan. He um, didn't have a house or a job or anything lined up. So he ended up driving probably halfway back to California mileage wise looking for a home for us. And he finally found one in a little town called Pahuska. So let me paint this picture for you. Pahuska is a tiny town in the middle of nowhere, 3,000 people, one stoplight, uh, about 30 minutes from Bartlesville, which is pretty big, and then an hour and 15 minutes away from Tulsa, which is one of the two major cities in Oklahoma. So when we first moved there, I was a little kid, and moving from California to Oklahoma was a giant adventure, and so I remember having a lot of fun in the beginning. Um, We were still active, and um, we'd go fly kites and we'd go to the lake all the time. And I just remember the first few years were really good. And Kelsey and I made some friends, um, at church and, um, it was nice to have some friends within walking distance and just kind of, you could walk the town in like 30 minutes. So it was pretty fun. And then, I turned into a teenager and I have to say that I was pretty feisty and this is around the time where I feel like my dad stopped caring. Um, I've recently, I guess within the last year, figured out that he's either full-blown sociopath or has those tendencies and now it all kind of makes sense. Um, the I found this article on healthguidance.org and it says that some of the common qualities of a sociopath are lack of empathy, cold nature, shallow emotions, narcissism, charming, manipulative, secretive, sensitive to criticism, impulsive behavior, and compulsive lying. I didn't realize all of this until about a year ago and I'll get into that later but There was definitely a shift from California to Oklahoma, and I feel like we all went through depression. Um, In my mind, it seemed like after a couple years, dad's plan didn't go at, like his plan didn't unfold. He never got a farm. We lived in that rental house, or they lived in that rental house forever. I think they only moved because they got forced out because it was like the church parsonage, which is like the home for the pastor, but the pastor, their family was too big. And so they finally got forced out and then bought some, or he, him and my mom bought a house and Kelsey and I had already been moved out when they bought it. But anyways, we all went through depression and it was pretty shitty, um, you know, being a teenager and then also having like this shift of your dad used to be happy and go lucky and like cared about you. And then suddenly he doesn't care anymore. And I remember my mom and my sister and my dad seemed super depressed, but I've always, um, I've always liked being happy. (laughs) Who likes being depressed? Like I, I would, I guess it's kind of weird because you'll see that I've kind of been depressed most of my life, but I guess it's more of a, I'll get depressed, but then I hate that feeling and I want to get out of it. And so then I just push through or pretend to be happy or whatever. But I remember there was one time I was in the computer room and I was crying about something, probably a guy. And I 
remember my dad coming in and he was like, what are you doing? Why are you crying? And I, I probably explained it to him and he made me feel like a piece of shit for crying. Like, that's dumb. You shouldn't cry. Like crying's whatever. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I just remember that moment of, okay, you're not supposed to cry or show emotions other than anger and sad and like happiness. I feel like because my dad stopped caring, I looked outwards to find that feeling of being wanted and loved and um, affection. And so from a young age, I was boy crazy. I just wanted a boy to like me. And I mean, God, from like 15, 16 to mid 20s, I was obsessed and I wanted a boyfriend so bad. And mainly it was just so that someone would like me. And like see me for who I was and my dad was constantly yelling at me and making me feel like shit and I could never do anything right. Looking back on it, it's just one of those things where I wish that I could go back and tell that Lindsay like who the fuck cares about your dad? He it's not gonna matter. Um you can't change him, but you can change yourself and you can find love from within and you need to love yourself because you're never going to get that feeling from anyone else. I feel like we all need to hear that at least at one point or another because truly it all starts with us. If you are depressed or sad or upset, you are the only one that can change it. You the thoughts you think, the stories you tell yourself, you have the power to change. So Kelsey and I were homeschooled our whole school career. And like I said before, my mom was so great when we were little, but it was, it was kind of a struggle when we were older. And we would, I remember only doing schoolwork, like maybe four or five hours a day. I definitely cheated through math for one year. Um, I, I love learning, but I hated I hated the boring stuff so much. It was like torture for me. At one point, I remember I had some friends and when I was 16, I started working at the teen center, um, which was like a pool hall and we had dances and whatever there. And so I started working at 16 and made some friends my age and I really wanted to go to public school. So I asked my mom, hey, I really want to go to public school. And she said, well, what about this? What about if you graduate next year when you're 16? And I said, boom, done. Uh, I hate school. So I ended up graduating when I was 16. I worked at the teen center. Um, I, this is right around the time the internet started happening. And so I was obsessed with the internet. Um, I remember just learning so much. Like I would Google everything. And as a teenager, like bless her heart, my mom, she wasn't the best at like, uh, showing us how to shave her legs or makeup or anything really beauty and never talked about guys. And so I was so curious about all that stuff that I would just Google everything. Like, Googled my period, Googled, or not mine, but Googled about having a period, Googled about men and sex and um, all that. And then started talking. I don't even know how I made friends, but I started meeting, making friends online. And I was super into music. Music was, has always been the constant, like stable thing in my life to where music can take you so many places. And, um, 
So I would meet people and I would just go by myself to shows in Tulsa and just go for the music and end up meeting people. And I started getting on, man, the first social media uh, like platforms were Face the Jury and Hot or Not. And <laughs> I started making friends with uh, people in Oklahoma City. Um, and that was about two hours away. And I just remember, I actually, who has had a live journal? <laughs> I went and looked back through my live journal entries from like 2004 to 2009 and holy shit I was so emo like literally (laughs) every single post was like I'm so upset like I love my friends but I need a boyfriend and blah 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 and during that time um let's see I moved to Norman I think I was there for about a year and then I came back to Tulsa. I moved to Tulsa when I was 19 or 20. I partied a ton. I think I started drinking when I was 18. And it was like, you know, you move out and when you're so sheltered and the, the, like my parents were like, boys are bad. Sex is bad. Drugs are bad. Money is bad. Everything is bad, but they don't tell you why you get out into the wild, into the world, and you're like, holy shit, the world's way bigger than I thought it was. I remember when I was probably, it was probably around the time I was 19, 20. I had moved back to Tulsa, and I made friends with my best friend, Miles. And I remember around this time, like, there was this amazing dance party that would happen every Thursday or Wednesday or something, and I would drink in my car, And then I would go dance all night and I made so many friends and it was like, I remember that year being really good because it was, I I had something to look forward to and dancing for me. I have a tattoo on my wrist that says dance and the meaning behind that is when I would go dance, it was like, it was almost like a meditative state, which is kind of weird because I would go and I didn't care what anyone thought of me. I just danced my little heart out and I would just let the music move me and I remember just all my worries going away and all my cares and I just danced my ass off for like two hours once a week and it was so much fun and um, I definitely partied a ton and um, I was working full-time I was working at a call center and so I'd work and party and be sad that I didn't have a boyfriend and then I was starting my dad was pressuring me to go to college and I was like screw that like if you're not paying for it then why would I go I didn't see the perp the point I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life and that was really bugging me for a few years and I remember talking to Miles about it one time and I was probably uh, it's probably 19 and he was like I think you should do hair I think that would I think you'd be really good at it so I mulled that over for a couple years and then I finally applied to a um, beauty school in Tulsa but they denied me because I was homeschooled they said I needed to get a GED but my dad was mad and he was like no you don't need to get a GED you graduated high school um, so I just kind of put that to the wayside And then I, it was just, I remember it being so heavy on my heart. Like, what am I going to do with my life? So this is kind of where I'm going to end it. And chapter four is going to be California dreaming. 
Um, I ended up being a hair model for DJ Muldoon, and he is an amazing educator for Paul Mitchell. Well, he's independent now, but he used to be with Paul Mitchell. And as I was a model, I remember it very, very clearly. I was in the salon, and he was cutting my hair, and he was teaching about whatever he was you know, whatever cut he was teaching. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, I need to go to Paul Mitchell because I love how he teaches. And I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And I knew that day, I think it was August 21st, 2005. I knew that my life was going to change. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope that you enjoyed that. And, tell your friends. If you like this podcast, tell your friends, share, um, hit the subscribe button. And that really helps me out a lot. Um, tag me on social media, ask me questions, share your stories. I really want to hear from you. I want to be this to be sort of interactive as I'm kind of developing this. I'm thinking about different things and, you know, different trails that I could lead off on. But my ultimate goal is to help. That's why I'm telling my story first. So you can see where I've been and how my life evolved. And I've been really looking back on my life basically doing before doing research for this podcast and seeing like, holy shit, that's what that meant. This is where that led me. And I think it's a really good thing to, to be introspective and to look back on your life and to look at your past as, you know, your past is your past. You can't do anything about it, but take what you can from it and live in the present and be excited about the future. So, uh, yeah, go follow me on Instagram. I'm uh, way podcast W A I. You can also check me out on my website, W A I podcast.com. I'm also on Facebook, same name, pretty much everywhere on social media way podcast, but, uh, give me some feedback. Let me know what you think and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.